What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And I've actually been working on a new guide that's going to be coming out, uh, talking a lot about performance-based aesthetics, and it just really sparked me to want to jump on here. It's been a while since I've talked about this concept, but it's something that I feel very pulled to because it really helped me in my nutrition journey and helped me develop a healthy relationship with my body and with my nutrition and all those types of things. And I'm not going to kind of really go into my whole story, but when I came into CrossFit, I was a very insecure human being. Um, I had just been through a really rough patch in my life. And when I was looking for a gym routine, I was trying to get away from something that was so focused on how my body looked and focused more about what my body was capable of. And when I was looking for things, I was looking at things like, you know, mixed martial arts and jujitsu and all that kinds of stuff. And I found CrossFit and I found like the perfect blend of like, this is fitness, but it's not just geared towards like, Hey, am I getting bigger biceps or better abs? I'm, I'm actually chasing, like, can I lift heavier? Can I move faster? Um, I was, I was getting a little bit more competitive with myself and with the people around me. And it became more of a focus on what I could do rather than how I looked. And, and that's why I wanted to bring that up because when I talk about performance-based aesthetics, what I want you guys to understand is it's simple. It's essentially, you are somebody who values what your body is capable of. And by living a lifestyle that supports being your best in that area, you actually get the aesthetic look that you're looking for. So being athletic gets you an athletic body. Now, I think that where a lot of people take a misunderstanding of this is that they think that they have to be competitive, that like, but I'm not a competitive athlete. I, I don't go to the CrossFit games. I'm not looking to compete in a sport. Um, and they assume that if they're not competitive, that they can't still be athletic. And I'm going to be honest, there are a ton of extremely athletic people out there that don't compete. Think about a lot of the CrossFit coaches out there. A lot of the CrossFit coaches out there are very athletic, but they don't compete. Um, they don't push themselves to that level of intensity because they don't want to. But doesn't mean that they still can't be fit and active and do really cool things. And I think that a lot of people have that misconception. But today, I want to really break down a little bit about performance-based aesthetics and how you guys can actually achieve maybe developing the athletic look, look that you've been searching for and optimize your performance at the exact same time. And I'm going to start, I, didn't, I actually didn't have this as a starting place, but I, 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 all that was coming into my head was the fitness in a hundred words. And there's a lot of people that like have a love hate relationship with this. They're like, Oh, that's stupid, blah, blah, blah. But a very important part of this that I want people to understand that Greg Glassman says is keep intake to levels that support exercise or training, but does not support excess body fat. And I don't exactly remember the words offhand, but it, it goes along those specific lines. So we're essentially controlling our intake to ensure that we are getting in enough for our performance, but not so much that we're now gaining excess body fat. And I think that that couldn't be said better. That is how we should be living our life. And I think that a lot of people where there's a lot of things and they don't really, they almost take to extremes. That's such a good way to look at your nutrition for sure. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up my notes here on performance-based aesthetics because I want to make sure that I cover everything. Um, and ensure that you guys are getting a pretty good understanding of things. And I did just have a couple of few notes. So I already kind of covered what it is. Hopefully you guys understand that, but I want you guys to understand, um, what you really need, not just from a training perspective, and I talk about training, but also from a lifestyle perspective and a nutrition perspective. And I'm going to spend 
more of the time talking about nutrition because that is the most important thing. But I'm going to touch on the other two things. So number one is training. All right. When you're going to the gym and you're training, you should be going into the gym regularly, consistently on a daily basis, um, somewhere in that four to six times a week realm, depending on how long your sessions are on your schedule. And you're going to the gym with a purpose. You know, you see the workout or you see the lifts you're doing for that day. And you're thinking about what you've maybe done in the past. You likely keep some kind of a, a, a workout log or you have an app that tracks that for you. And you're saying, okay, well, last week I back squatted, you know, uh, 155 for five. This week I want to try 160. Or my last PR on my five rep max back squat was, you know, 155. I want to try for 160 or 165 this time because I've been training back squats for the last four to six weeks. Now I want to see how I've improved. So every time you go to the gym, you have a purpose. And sometimes it's not about uh, a PR. It might just be about training to hit a PR. Like I said, maybe you've been following a squat cycle and you're in the middle of it and you're looking for that five rep max that's coming at the end of it. But right now you're just in the thick of like hitting percentages and you're going in, you're showing up. You don't necessarily always have expectations on every single day, but you are showing up with the goal of getting a little bit better. And that's kind of how you set your expectation, expectations. So I should say that it's not that you don't have expectations. Your expectations aren't so much about like, oh my God, I didn't hit a PR today. It's okay. I, I know that every day is not going to be the same. You've kind of developed this consistency and you know that like, it's just about showing up and doing the work, but you do want to have focus with that. You don't want to go in and just check the boxes every day. It's okay to have those days periodically where we just move, right? Or having deload weeks built in, but we want to make sure that we are moving with a purpose. And, and that also, like I said, it gives you more excitement in the gym because now it's not just like going to the gym and like you're hitting sets and you're like in your mind, you're thinking about all the other things you have to do. You're actually focused um, and it makes it more fun and enjoyable, right? I think that's why most people show up to CrossFit is, well, the community as well, but they, they like going in and doing fun things. So that's really important. The next thing about training is you want to make sure that your training volume is the right amount for you to see adaptation, but also supports recovery. So uh, that means that you're going to the gym regularly, but you're not going and then you're feeling burned out all the time, that you're actually, you know, getting those positive, um, you know, adaptations as well, that you obviously will have days where you're a little bit more tired, but you should have adequate recovery and then come back feeling a little bit stronger. So just doing more volume for the sake of more volume isn't always right, but having enough volume is also important. And as we progress in CrossFit, you might find that you're going to the class every single day and you're kind of like at your limit with what you can really achieve in that class. So maybe you are adding in some skill sessions or maybe you're trying to get a little bit stronger. So, you know, just the general workouts not working for you anymore. So maybe you're adding in some lifting. That's how you kind of progress volume as well. Uh, and that's really, really important. So volume progression, and then obviously uh, the right, right kind of expectations in the gym. When I talk about lifestyle, people that value their training and their, you know, athleticism, you know, likely when you when you're getting ready for bed at night, you're like thinking about, all right, I want to make sure I'm getting quality sleep. You're you're trying to prioritize sleep as much as you can. Um, the days that you've had a really good night's sleep, you're excited because you're like, oh, it's going to be a good day in the gym. You know, you're you're kind of trying to look at other ways outside of just the gym to make sure that you are optimizing the gym. And obviously, all of our lifestyles are very different. We have different roles and responsibilities in other areas of our life, but. General consensus is as much as I can, I'm going to try and make sure that when I go to the gym, I feel good, you know, so you don't always, I shouldn't say that you're not going to, you know, that you're not going to have days where you've maybe not had good sleep and you're just not going to show up, but 
you do value your training or your, your lifestyle outside of the gym to support that. Um, so that's number two is training is good, but the sleep and the relaxation to support the training is even better. Um, the next step, which is the really important one for today's topic is really diving into the nutritional aspect of things, because this is honestly the most important part. I know that people have a really hard time when they have a 40 hour a week work week, plus they have another 20 hours to devote to kid time and family time. And they're trying to fit their 10 hours of training in. It's, it's literally running out of hours, right? Uh, but the nutrition doesn't really require any more hours. It just requires the right type of nutrition. We have to eat. So it's all about changing what you're eating and the focus of what you're doing when you're eating. And I think this is where people really go the wrong way. I think that a lot of people know that nutrition is important and they try and get on a plan. They try and get on a diet. They try and start on a challenge. And that usually leads them to get to a point where they come off of those things. And the nutritional habits kind of also fizzle out as the plan goes away. And this is where they're not actually training uh, or they're not developing a nutrition plan, much like their training program. And I'm going to go into that in a second. But what I mean by this is, you know, we need to be thinking about something that we can do for a long period of time, not just while we're on something or off something. So we need to develop a nutrition routine that's going to be consistent, not just a temporary solution, because that's never going to get you the performance-based aesthetics that you're looking for. That takes time to develop, which means you need time to develop uh, the nutritional changes as well. So, or to develop, to allow the nutritional changes to work. So here is the first part of the nutrition program, because this is really, really important for those of you guys to understand. And I think I'm even going to make this a reel today because I think it's really important for people to see even on my social media is we need to be approaching our nutrition with the same mindset as our training, meaning we need the same commitment, the same thoughts, the same expectations as we get from our training with our nutrition. But where most people go wrong is they approach their nutrition very differently than their training. So they, when they go to the gym, like I mentioned, you go to the gym, you show up, you do the workout, had a great workout, you move on, you still show up the next day. With nutrition, if they have a tough day, like, oh, it's a tough day. Crap, this isn't working for me. I'm going to wait till next Monday to get started again. You know, you, don't, you wouldn't skip the gym all week if you had a bad gym session. But people will just neglect their nutrition if they have a bad meal or they overeat or they just get off track. They don't understand that it's about just picking up where you left off one day at a time, what meal at a time. And they also focus so much on the outcome with their nutrition. With training, if you don't hit a PR, you're like, it's okay. I've been doing CrossFit for a little while. I know I'm not going to PR every single day. Tomorrow's a new day. Maybe I'll PR something different this week. With nutrition, it's like, if they're not losing weight fast enough or they're not seeing results fast enough, it must, must not be working. So they should just abandon ship and try something else. And there are some things that really don't work for nutrition, but it's usually the things that are really trying to get you fast results. If you're looking for things because they are gimmicky and they're practice or promising you that you're going to get results like in the first month, you're going to lose 20 pounds or this or that, or it seems like it's very extreme, it's likely not what's going to work for you. That's why I said sustainability is the most important thing. If you show up to the gym on day one and you can barely run a mile without stopping, and I'm like, by the end of this week, we're going to have you running a mile in six minutes. I'm going to push you so hard that you are not going to want to stop. I'm going to be right on your feet. I'm going to be pulling your shirt. You're going to be like, who the fuck are you? You're going to tell me I'm getting the fuck out of this gym, right? 
we wouldn't do that in our training. We understand we have to be where we're at and, and kind of progress. But you have to realize that nutrition is the exact same way. You have to go through it in a, in a process of, of progressing wherever you're at. If you're just starting out with nutrition, it's learning the foundational habits, developing the right types of foods. And I'm going to kind of go into all this. And maybe you're past all that. And maybe what you have to start doing is maybe you're focusing too much on the fat loss and you're not focusing enough on developing the amount of calories your body needs just to support maintaining and being able to see progress in the gym. So you need to approach your nutrition a little bit differently. Now, going into specific goals, and this is important, is let's just say you're like, yeah, I'm, I want to support my training, but I also know that I'm carrying an extra 20 pounds. And in which case I'm going to say, hey, yeah, by dialing in your nutrition for fat loss, you're likely going to see improvements in your performance. Once again, this all works towards performance-based aesthetics. So I think the most important thing, though, is you have to leave behind the dieting tactics that are going to promise you fast fat loss and look at, okay, what kind of training am I doing? What kind of lifestyle do I need to live to support good training and support the optimal body composition long-term? In the short term, we might be putting you in a calorie deficit to cause fat loss, but it doesn't need to be extreme and it should not take away from your performance. In fact, it should fuel your performance while not causing more. What the hell? That's weird. I've never had that ring before. My phone just uh, did some funky ring that just distracted me. I apologize. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we should be really optimizing our, our food to allow us to develop the right body composition to have us perform our best. I think that people struggle with this because they do too many extreme things and they feel like a failure when they can't stick to them. It comes down to simplicity. We want to learn how to eat rather than focusing so much on the dieting phase. That means taking time to understand the importance of macronutrient balance, calorie intake, and micronutrients, aka I'm going to call this food quality, food quantity, and food balance. That's really it. There's three things. And by optimizing those three things for performance, uh, we can now tweak those things for getting you to lose a little bit of body fat if we need to. Or maybe you do need to gain a little bit of weight. Maybe you're trying to build some muscle. We can also optimize our nutrition to cause muscle gain while preventing fat gain. So this is really, really important. Okay. I think the next concept that I want to cover here, and, and I know this is all going to sound like repetitive because it's really just wanting to get you guys to understand that your training and your nutrition should be very similar. We need to realize that we're trying to commit to changing our eating habits to match our primary goals. So like I said, if you had that 20 pounds lose, maybe we are looking to right now lose that weight so we can improve our performance being a little bit lighter. And then we're going to move into maintaining and learn how to aesthetically change our body for quote unquote body recomp when we had that last five pounds, which is awesome because now we're eating closer to maintenance calories. We're feeling like we're dialed in. Okay. Um, and I think that the most important thing is understanding how to make adjustments to your nutrition program to periodize things so that you're not always chasing fat loss and actually being able to shift from, okay, I'm in a fat loss phase and now I'm just like maintaining. Most importantly, nutritional habits shouldn't change. And now I'm going to go into what this actually looks like. So people are like, well, do I, does that mean I have to track my food for the rest of my life? Does that mean I have to follow a structured meal plan for the rest of my life? No. Okay. Cause just like your nutrition and your training is periodized, your, these habits can be periodized throughout that as well. Tracking your food is a tool. And I do full heartedly believe in keeping a food journal because 
it allows you to assess so many things, how your food makes you feel, finding food sensitivities, allowing you to make adjustments in a very calculated way when you do try it, when you are trying to lose fat, allows you some food flexibility so you learn more about the nutritional facts of the foods that you're eating so that if you do want to eat things that maybe aren't high quality, you can actually fit them in and understand how they fit into the plan. Um, but it also teaches you all of those things because you do it for a period of time so that you don't have to do it, right? When you've been doing it for six to eight months, if you don't track your donut, you've had a donut while you're tracking. So you know about how many calories is in that donut. You know where it fits into your plan. I hope that makes sense where people can understand how tracking isn't something that's like an end all be all. You're not going to do it forever, but it is a great tool. The most important thing is that your nutrition, whether you're tracking it or not, should stay pretty consistent depending on what season you're in. When you're in a fat loss phase, you are likely dialing things in to get those results, right? When you are in a phase of like trying to optimize performance, you are likely tracking things to optimize to get you to a place of where you feel really good. When you feel really good or you're maintaining, maybe the goal really is I'm not really tracking. I'm just kind of eating what I was eating while I was doing those things, but I don't really have to be super nitpicky about it because I'm just maintaining right now. And I'm just self-monitoring to make sure I'm tracking how I feel and how I look and watching the scale and ensuring that I don't have to dial things back in. So I think that the other thing about this is realizing that wherever you're at, hey, we are all human beings and food quality is most important, but athletes also enjoy those times off. They do enjoy vacations. They do enjoy having a few treats in there. And those things should also fit into the plan. However, they don't make up the bulk of what they're eating on the majority of the time or the, in the majority of the time. And I think that a lot of people will see that these athletes post like, I'm at crumble cookie or I'm smashing these donuts or I'm having these gummy bears or whatever it is. I'm eating pizza. They might have those things. And you're like, oh, well, they can afford it because they eat, they, you know, work out so much. No, they just, they plan them just like you do, just like you guys are going to do. They, they, they work those things in the plan in, in small increments or small amounts so that it actually, you know, isn't going to be detrimental to their body composition or their performance. Cause honestly, a lot of those foods usually don't make them feel that great. So a little bit of an explanation on what performance-based aesthetics is. And I do see a couple of comments here that I want to go into. Hey, Jody, and good morning, Jeffrey. I am early today because I have a very busy day. And I'm like, I want to make sure I knock this out before my day gets started. Um, if you guys have any other questions on performance-based aesthetics, please let me know. If you struggle with understanding how to fuel your body to look your best and feel your best in your workouts, also let me know. Because that's honestly something that I feel very passionate about teaching people that you don't have to always restrict yourself, that your goal should be to feel good every day. And with that will come the side effect of getting the results that you're looking for. If you're chasing fat loss, my number one tip for you, if you are chasing performance as well, is patience and really thinking about, and I said this yesterday on my Instagram reel is when you commit to nutrition, think about how you're going to feel a year from now following that nutrition program. So don't think about these fast fat loss strategies like keto and intermittent fasting and low carb and, and restrictive calorie diets and focus more so on fueling your body for life. And, and then we just make small little tweaks to get the little things to happen. So that's all I got for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Talk to y'all soon.